2: Second of all, we'll I, a I do know when I wrote the damn bill. <laughs> yeah. and second of all, yay!
3: second of all, many of our union brothers and sisters, nobody more pro-union than me up here, are now paying high deductibles and co-payments. And when we do Medicare for all, instead of having the company putting money into health care, they can get decent wage <clears throat> increases, which they're not getting today.
2: Just- and which uh, uh, Tim Ryan said the math doesn't check out. Uh, Delaney said, I'm the only person that's worked in the healthcare industry and none of you have any idea what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Right. But, uh, so Bernie says, I wrote the damn bill and people cheer like crazy. Uh, one texture pointed out that he said to Hillary, I don't care about your damn emails and people cheered like crazy. So. Uh, <laughs> Bernie's now under the impression that if he says damn, people are going to cheer like Chris. And if he shouts, <laughs> and is adamant. Animals- <laughs> I tell you what, one of our favorite conversations about politics in the last, I don't know how many months, was with Dana Milbank of the Washington Post. Dana uh, swings Democrats. Super smart, realistic, cynical about politics. And we'll be chatting with Dana in just a couple of minutes, so hang out for that, would you please. Got a Delta airline pilot that was taken off a flight, hammered drunk, it would appear. Oh, You're wrong. Is that it? That is so. Two thousand eight, Minneapolis Saint Paul International Airport with a full flight. He was on there hammered, and they went in and took him off. He was uh, visibly drunk, wobbling around, and had a bottle of booze in his pocket. Oh, yes. boy. 11, 11 a.m. full flight. Uh, he's jet lagged. Yeah. It was probably where did he come from? What what was his body uh, clock? If at? I don't, if I don't keep on top of the wave, I mean, if I quit drinking right now, <laughs> I'm gonna be drunk a lot, super tired. <laughs> So eh, planes pretty much problem, fly themselves at this point. I'm sure. I don't know. That's true. The problem with deciding whether to drive or fly a full plane while you're drunk is that a drunk guy is making the decision. Mm. I'm just in your A bottle in your pocket. Oh boy! <laughs> but again, that's just planning ahead. <laughs> Police in Pennsylvania sought and have apprehended a woman accused of urinating on potatoes at a Walmart. Thank goodness, because we can't have this sort of thing going on. Unchecked. Apparently, the suspect, uh, identified as Grace Brown, turned herself into authorities Tuesday afternoon uh, and will be charged with criminal mischief. Uh, why don't we see how many of these uh, things you've engaged in? Aren't you hack?
1: up to a little
2: mischief? Urinating <laughs> on potatoes. You a little imp. You are so mischievous. <laughs> how many of these things are we all guilty of? Criminal mischief. Open lewdness. I don't think I've been openly lewd. I don't know. Well no, there was once there was I was very I was a college boy. And there was there's lewdness in the air. I was Delta Pilot drunk. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was not responsible for my own actions. <laughs> so that's uh, criminal mischief? If I was gonna be absolutely honest, yeah, probably. I'm no potato peer, but I mean <laughs> I just try not to be too judgmental. Uh, who so peed cr- in your Wheaties or on your potatoes? Criminal mischief, open lewdness, disorderly conduct, oh, without question, and public drunkenness. Well, come on. That's a home run. Right. I touched all four bags. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. Yeah, the, uh, yeah apparently uh, a Walmart employee uh, happened by the potato bin there. And this gal was in, I've seen the, uh, oh boy, that's a troubling still from the video. There she is, well, she's well, she's urinating on the potatoes. Well, it's a uh, Dimitri Martin, the comedian says, if you're drunk enough, everything's a toilet. If you're even drunker everything's a bed. <laughs> That's a good line. The bizarre incident allegedly took place last week um, in, in I guess is it a 24-hour Walmart? Um, it was uh, right around the, the witching hour, Jack when she felt the call of nature. Uh, well, according to Walmart uh, person, a store employee claimed to have seen the woman committing the unnatural act. Uh, it's That's not clear s- whether the employee attempted to intervene. That might be an unfortunate act. It's as natural as anything could be. Well, come on now. Did they intervene? I think once you start peeing on the potatoes, you might as well finish peeing on the potatoes. Because ain't nobody wants to buy those potatoes. No, she only peed on it a little bit. I stopped her. <laughs> Stop that. I'm sorry. Is this the bathroom? <laughs> no, these are the potatoes. Oh, where's the bathroom? I think these potatoes are fine. People generally wash them before they peel them, right? So, yeah, she uh, turned herself in. Uh, it's not clear exactly what she is saying about the the crime or what the hell is was going on. Although I think you're probably right. Yeah. I know what was going on. Um, let's see, how much time do we have? I want to leave plenty of time for Dana Milbank. Eh, that's kind of long. I've still got those seven iPhone apps that are the worst for privacy. Maybe we'll just list them real quick. Yeah. We'll talk about them in more detail later. Number one, Facebook. There's a shock. See, Mark Zuckerberg's the antichrist, and he runs Facebook. Hmm. Moving along. That's an allegedly, right? Basically, no. Basically, every (laughs) flashlight app, there's no reason to ever download a flashlight. The only reason they exist is to get your data weather apps this one i found interesting then we'll take a break cuz it needs a little elaboration as an example here's what the popular weather bug app collects Information that identifies specifically who you are, such as your name, email address, or mailing address, and other information such as zip code, gender, date of birth, and your interests. Is the weather different for 40-year-old men compared to, say, teenagers? I'm not sure why that information is necessary necessary for an accurate forecast. Bottom line, most weather apps are collecting hordes of information that has little to do with the weather and are sharing it with marketing affiliates on a regular basis. Great. I just I don't know how many people care about it. But you might as well know what's going on, I suppose. Yeah. I do, just because I don't want to get uh, robocalls and, uh, and phishing, more phishing emails and just all that sort of crap. But we got this text. In her defense, it's hard to find a bathroom in a Walmart. This could happen to anyone. It's a very, very long walk. <laughs> sure. I disagree with Indeed. your last point, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure it could happen to anyone. <laughs> um, Always stimulating. Dana Will- Milbank of the Washington Post is coming up in moments. On the Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't understand why anybody goes to all the trouble of running for president of the United States just to talk about what we really can't do and shouldn't fight for.
2: Elizabeth Warren on last night's debate stage responding to uh, Representative Delaney, who was talking about, look, we got to be realistic about what things we can actually do, uh, etc., etc. Just a normal human response to that sort of conversation is the person saying, yes, we can do anything. Makes you feel better than the person saying, no, we need to be serious about this. Uh, you're probably, well, you're definitely right. Would you like dessert or vegetables? I mean, it's that, it's that kind of a conversation. And let's continue the conversation with Dana Milbank, who is an American author, columnist for the Washington Post, and always a stimulating conversation. Dana, how are you, sir?
5: I prefer dessert to vegetables.
2: <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, the crowd is going to cheer for dessert. They're not going to cheer for vegetables, even if it you know might make more sense.
5: That's absolutely right. I don't I don't understand why people don't learn that lesson from Trump. You know, they were going on and on last night about their, you know, my policy does, you know, has this 10 point plan and yours does this back and forth. Nobody wants to hear about that. They just want to hear that, you know, you're going to give them health care and it's going to be great and you're going to make their lives better. And that's all you need to say.
2: You know, uh, we share your uh, cynicism slash skepticism about uh, a lot of politics and populist politics. But you know, if I were going to defend that, I would say, look, the particulars of policy and what's actually going to get through, God only knows, because of the way the government works and, and the passage of time, the rest. I don't of it. know how many senators I'm going to have. Cetera, right, exactly. I just want somebody right, right. whose spirit is like matches mine and at least I know they're striving for the stuff I like
5: hmm yeah absolutely I, uh, uh, I I think that's exactly the way to go and I you know I, I think the Democrats are getting hung up in this whole debate about Medicare for all or is it you know medic you have Medicare for most but you have the you know the private uh, uh, option is still there and the, the truth of the matter is it, it doesn't really matter what they come up with because I mean what are they gonna have sixty votes in the Senate? You know, they're they're gonna they're gonna be very lucky to get a small piece of things. So uh I I don't understand why they're hacking away at each other over what really amounts to small differences when you compare any of them to uh uh Donald Trump. So uh uh, it seems to me that this is unnecessary uh, bloodshed uh, among Democrats. Uh, they basically, I, everybody on that stage wants uh, universal uh, coverage. They have slightly different ways uh, of getting there. You know, from my own point of view is, yep, might as well uh, uh, dream big and, uh, uh, and then get as much as you can. Uh, you know, I mean, Donald Trump came in and said, we're going to have wonderful, cheap, you know, Fabulous uh, health care. and of course, he's done uh, no such thing. But uh, his voters were, per- were, were were happy to hear that.
2: So, Dana, if you were going to uh, assume control of the Democratic Party and advise them going forward, how would you select a candidate? You know, foot race? Well, uh, uh, you celebrity all, if jeopardy. <laughs> up,
5: if it were, uh, if it were up to me, they uh, you know, when I were in charge of things, they would they, we would definitely be losing. So, uh, uh, but, uh, in fact, I'm not even a you know registered as a as a Democrat. I uh, 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 you know, it's uh, as uh, was it. Will Rogers who said, "I don't belong to a, an organized political party. I'm a Democrat." Right. right. Um, how, how did you but, uh,
2: how, how did you feel about the way CNN handled it last night? I mean, they definitely were not letting anybody. They were not letting the candidates get away with talking whenever they wanted to, and they cut them right off. But I felt like about it, and 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 oftentimes we've felt like the debaters take control of the debate, and the moderators get run over. But in this case, about a half a dozen times, I thought, I would like to have heard the end of that
0: sentence.
5: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I found myself uh, uh, wanting that a lot. I mean, you know, you're sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Sure, it's a tough thing to do. You've got ten people on the stage, so it's not going to be a, you know, a high-quality debate. I mean, it was way too long. Uh, I have no idea why they, uh, you know, can't we just accept that they're patriotic without going through 20 minutes of uh, color guard and introduction? Yeah, the Uh, 25-minute lead-up is unbelievable. That was insane. Well, they're responding
2: uh, to the perception among a certain chunk of the electorate, pretty substantial, that Democrats are America haters. I think they're trying to Mm -hmm. counter that. Oh, it could be.
5: I guess so. At least nobody uh, took a knee during the, uh, the national anthem. <laughs> we actually called uh, for yeah. that for tonight.
0: <laughs>
2: but, Just so yeah, to make no, that.
5: Who knows? I mean, you definitely would get some headlines. But so, so, uh, so you know, but
2: do you, do you think there's a major difference in that? So l- last night you had Elizabeth Warren and Bernie in the middle, standing up for the uh, the socialist wing for the of the party to use shorthand. Tonight you got Biden as the the, the, the clear leader in the polls who's not the social sling in this, in the center is it going to be a completely different debate tonight.
5: Yeah. I mean, because he's, you know, pretty far out in front, everybody's going to want to, uh, take a pop at him, you know, and everybody's anticipating the, uh, the Harris Biden uh, rematch uh uh Booker wants uh, in on the action so i yeah i suspect that the, uh, the result will be that uh, we hear an awful lot uh, of joe biden tonight you know the thing i i mean who knows what'll happen tonight but the thing that uh strikes me is you know for for the debates and all the back and forth Essentially, things haven't budged at all. We're basically where we were uh, several months ago. You know, in terms of uh, the Biden, Sanders, uh, and Warren. So, uh, you know, you saw Harris you know, push ahead and pull back. You saw Buttigieg push it, push ahead and pull back. We we're basically where. Well, that's part of my we new were.
2: my new theory that nothing moves the polls. Nothing <laughs> moves any <laughs> polls. Everybody knows how they're going to vote already, to, to, without even knowing who the candidate's going to be. They're either for Trump or not, yeah. and it's just and nothing will change that. Well, wow, you ought to run some sort of nihilist polling organization where you ask right. the question and ignore the answers.
5: It just it just doesn't matter, <laughs> uh, right? You don't need to do polls, don't need to run ads. Uh, you know, it kinda, I kind of get the, the feeling that Democratic voters are saying, you know what? I don't. I we just need to win this thing, and I think um, I think Joe Biden is does not thrill many people at all but he's acceptable to just about everybody uh and uh so i think that's why he continues to do well and i think there is uh you know a perception that uh you can't uh beat uh, trump without running a white guy um you know and that, that's you know i think that's a perception many women have many people of color have uh you know just given the you know the trump voter and what happened with hillary clinton so oh, yeah, I suspect wow. that's a I, I, I think suspect th- that's a big piece of what's going on.
2: I think they're, they're wrong. You had a, a young, m- mixed-race black man mm. uh, beat mm-hmm. the thoroughly reasonable and decent Mitt Romney and then beat John McCain, mm-hmm. a war hero, like a drum. So yeah. I'm not sure if that's true, but Dana Milbank yeah, is I on don't, the line. I
5: don't know if it's true or not. I just, I just think that's a widespread uh, yeah. perception out and, there. And, I mean, you know, there and there's a school of thought that you know, says you gotta, you know, answer Trump in kind and that, you know, somebody who's taking uh, you know, more extreme left positions is the right way to go I don't know, huh. <laughs> you know we're in we're uncharted territory here
2: You'd be a terrible talk radio host, Dana immediate yes, I don't omniscience your omniscient. hey listen <laughs> uh, speaking of old Joe, and I have no particular animus toward Joe Biden whatsoever I just believe he's terrible at running for president, he's a great candidate until he starts to, to be a candidate and I just, mm-hmm. I think he's probably gonna come off as as old a little slow a little outdated uh, again tonight I,
5: uh, how would you rate his
2: game at this point
5: you know he's he's the guy uh it sort of reminds me a little bit of gore a little bit of carry he um he has a way of sort of reading out the stage instructions It's like and in next debate i'm going to be really tough uh, <laughs> so it's like you're not supposed to say that you're just supposed to do it um so yeah it's a, it's a little bit uh, uh painful to watch um i don't think i mean i think he's uh you know he's he's certainly pretty good at the retail politics you know showing up at the ice cream shop and he's got that sort of you know regular guy uh touch so that in that sense he's uh uh, in a better place than, than Gore and 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 Kerry were but he definitely has the ability uh you know to put his uh, foot in his mouth so uh hey, uh i think it's going to happen
2: well one more critique of CNN uh and how they did it and again you're damned if you do damned if you don't but they set up everything as a conflict hey uh delaney yeah. she said something mean about you and you said something mean about him respond to it right how do, how do you feel about that just just trying yeah, to start I, fights i
5: i i wrote about uh uh uh, Marianne Williamson, you know, I thought she was the winner of the debate. In part, because of this, they were sort of goading uh... everybody to fight with each other. And she's like, "People, if you're going to do this, you know, you're not going to beat Donald Trump. And uh, you know, let's get rid of this wonkiness and just, you know, you know, talk to the people talk to the American people. And uh, you know, of course, that's exactly the right thing to do. But I do think it was, you know, particularly in the beginning, you know, with the the health care squabble, and that's what I said, you know. The, bickering over, uh, over small differences. That's really uh, all, all that they were doing through the night.
2: Dana Milbank of the Washington Post. Dana, we sure enjoy every chance we get to chat. Thanks a million for the time. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks. All right, well done. Well done. That's a guy who knows Democratic politics talking about uh, the Democratic Party. So there you go. All right. Yep, I agree with him on virtually nothing, but man, I love the chance to talk to him. And can't we all just come together that way, my friends? Aren't we all Americans? Yes, we are. If they set up tonight's debate the same way, there's going to be some fireworks. Ah, oh, boy. That was an interesting conversation we had with Dana Milbank of oh, yeah. the Washington Post, I thought. I-, I like his cynicism. I think he's Right. You just get on stage and say what people on your side want to hear. That's how you get elected. <laughs> and, you know, listen, it's it's dumb, and it's not the world I want to live in, but it's the world I do live in. Sure. that Whipping up enthusiasm and getting people out to the polls is the way you win. And so that's what you have to be good at. Saying, right. I'm going to bring all these jobs back, taxes are going to get lower, we're not going to have to cut entitlements. Those are all things Trump said. Those are uh, several of the things that Obama said. Um, you, you you can win with that message. Saying, look, these jobs aren't coming back. We're all going to have to bite the bullet. Things are going to get tough. Right. Nobody wants to get together. retrained. <laughs> nobody <Yeah>. nobody <laughs> right. wants to hear that. Right. You know those uh, monks who do the, uh, the, the sand uh, painting things, the sand art, just a grain at a time, and it takes them months to do the art, and then when they... They get finished, they just wipe it away. It's an exercise in patience and wow. humility and meditation. I've come up with my parallel. We uh, we went out for steaks last night with our uh, friend-slash-colleague Dave and uh, at the fabulous Morton's Steakhouse. And, uh, and, and I, uh, because I'm a man of self-control, have a substantial chunk of a big, giant New York strip steak uh, that I am enjoying for breakfast this morning. Here's where the monks come in. I have nothing with which to cut it but a flimsy knife, plastic knife, and a flimsy plastic fork. So I'm having to saw away. I'm more eroding the steak than actually cutting it. It's more like the forces of nature working over millions of years making pieces of the steak. It's an incredible act of patience, but I think it's been good for me. Although, as of like ten minutes ago, roughly my fifth piece, I descended to eating with my hands like a grizzly bear. I just lost it. Like a simple, like a simple beast. It takes me ten minutes to get through the tiniest little piece of gristle. I can't take it anymore. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. So, last
3: night, the 2020 Democratic presidential candidates repeatedly mixed their policy plans with political strategy arguing over whether their party's left would, or leftward push would open them up more to Republican criticism. Former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper warning. I'm saying the policies of this notion that you're going to take private insurance away from 180 million Americans, who many of them don't want to give it, many of them do want to get rid of it, but some don't, many don't, or you're going to, uh, the Green New Deal, make sure that every is guaranteed a government job that they want. That is a disaster at the the ballot box. You might as well FedEx the election to Donald Trump. But on topics from Medicare for All to immigration, progressives like Elizabeth Warren argued it is time to make radical changes.
4: Our problems didn't start with Donald Trump. Donald Trump is part of a corrupt, rigged system that has helped the wealthy and the well-connected and kicked dirt in the faces of everyone else. We're not going to solve the urgent problems that we face with small ideas and spinelessness. We're going to solve them by being the Democratic Party of big structural change.
2: You know what's interesting about Liz Warren is she's exactly right, leaving the Trump part out of it. She's exactly right, and she's perfectly wrong. I mean, the system is absolutely rigged in favor of the rich and powerful. And and has been. I mean, and that is why... Folks who swing libertarian as we do say the last thing in the world you want to do is is give the government more massive power, wider reach, more tentacles into all our lives. Because what? Liz Warren is going to find some angelic, pure-hearted, and brilliant bureaucrats who will do their thing with nothing but our best interests in mind. And that ignores all of human history. The government will serve the government. The government class will serve itself. They will get richer and more powerful. They will laugh when we show up and say, hey, we don't like the, the way the DMV is running, or we don't like the way you're wasting our tax dollars, or hey, my kid has been sick for six weeks and I can't get an appointment with the government doctor. They'll say F you and kick us out the front door. And any belief to the, controversy, uh, to the contrary is just, just you're, uh, you're living in a dream world.
3: Well, with night one, of this round finished off. It is on to the second group tonight. You're going to have uh, Joe Biden and California Senator Kamala Harris in center stage. They'll be joined by New Jersey's Cory Booker, the former former housing secretary, Julian Castro, and uh, New York Senator uh, Kirsten Gillibrand,
2: amongst others. Again, well, it's, it's really Biden and, and Kamala yeah. and a bunch of nobodies. I mean, Booker may have been a somebody, but the, yep. the guy's a black guy. He uh, he was the mayor of a predominantly black and Hispanic city, and he's getting like 0% of the black vote. So, yeah, he's he's a dud. Yeah, this is his last chance. Yeah, if you're just going to look at the polls, it's, it's, uh, it's Biden and Kamala tonight. It's all about them. God, Kirsten Gillibrand, if you like being annoyed, tune in <laughs> for her. Oi. <Oy. laughs> Oi. Oh, hey.
3: All right, in other news, we've got a freshman Senator, Josh Hartley has introduced legislation that would ban what he calls addictive social media features. The Missouri Republican said in his statement, Big Tech has embraced a business model of addiction. Too much of the innovation in this space is designed not to create better products, but to capture more attention by using psychological tricks that make it difficult to
2: look away. Funny. I've got the same screed for for this fella. You're exactly right and exactly wrong. It is a terrible problem. It's insidious. It's evil. It's hurting us. It's hurting our kids. And the the thing to do is educate people. Help them understand it. There's no legislation you could pass that won't just absolutely trample the First Amendment. I have a feeling. But remember the teen pregnancy thing. You no, know, granted part of that is just weird sociological changes right. where nobody wants a boyfriend or girlfriend anymore for some reason. Uh, you ought to try it, it's fun. But um it, it, we you know, we've done great on lowering teen pregnancy. Let's get every kid in America to understand how insidious this crap is and understand the way they're being manipulated. Right? I I I don't know. I mean, you, you know, obviously uh intellectual libertarian argument would be no, the government doesn't get involved in any rules or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let people make their decisions. and but what if human beings just can't resist it? Well, what I, if it, it turns out the the vast majority of humans just can't do it? Right. Well, I, you, Fall prey to the siren song of social media. You'll have to sell me on the solution that passes constitutional muster and doesn't give the government way too much power, but if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I would like to know it, because, you know, I'm not uh, sitting over here just so warm in my ideological cloak that I fear taking it off. I have called openly for the record, Mark Zuckerberg, the antichrist he is the representative of satan on earth hear ye hear ye so obvious and in the teen suicide rates and all i'm incredibly troubled by this but not quite sure what to do about it
3: there you go that's a wrap that's your news i'm marshall phillips C. armstrong and getty show the conscience of the nation
2: fantastic which again makes me a bad talk show host because you're supposed to claim omniscience at every turn, I know exactly what needs to be happening. Jack's Cynical Polling Organization. Uh, which I take a poll and I don't release results. Because it doesn't that, matter. Nothing's going to change anything. <laughs> you people don't know what you're talking about it's anyway. It's impossible to change anybody's opinion anymore. <laughs> I ask you your opinion on the health care plan. You don't know what the frig it is. Here at Jack's Nihilist Polling. But whatever your opinion is, it isn't going to change. Right. No matter so what, what the hell's the point. <laughs> Thank you for participating.
0: Wow. Oh, man. Hilarious. Oh,
2: yep. I can't wait till there's only one night of this. I mean, listen, I'm going to take off my ideological cloak and put on my pet suit of martyrdom. <laughs> we do this for a living. So we're going to watch these damn debates and we're going to bring you the highlights and lowlights and kind of the, the, what you ought to know about them. Uh, but just speaking for myself, I can't wait till it's just one night of it. There's two nights. It's too much. Well, I uh, maybe this happens to some of you listeners too, where I, I think, and hey, why am I doing this? This isn't that entertaining. And then I remind myself, oh yeah, this isn't just entertainment. This is figuring out our society and the direction of the country. Right. At a time when everybody looks as the president as the government, which is terrible. But um, and and it's you know that's right. It's very important. Baseball fight! Baseball fight! Joe's look! Looking. Look! Oh, is it the one oh, where the guy man. takes and on the whole team? No, and it's not like a baseball fight. It's baseball players actually punching each other in the head, not just milling around and grumbling things at each other, which <laughs> is most baseball fights. So I'm watching. The, I'm watching. Oh, yeah. So, so exactly. So that very large man wanted to fight the whole entire team. I, I like his chances. Oh, that's Yasel Puig. That is a big guy. Hot headed Cuban. <laughs> this is what happens when we allow communism on our shores. <laughs> the commun- Communist <laughs> attempting to beat down our <laughs> national pastime in favor of what? A Politburo of Baseball? I'm not sure that even made sense. I say no. We haven't played the yada 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 thing for oh, Marianne we got to. Williamson we yet. Got to. She was one of the standouts of the debate. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, if you're just tuning in, she is getting all sorts of positive press. The wacky Oprah lady. Ooh, I just saw the thing. Who didn't put their hand over their heart during the national anthem? We'll have that next. On-
4: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: We're pretty close to the day when we will wake up to the
2: news of a casualty in Afghanistan who was not born on
1: 9-11. I was sent into that war by a congressional authorization as well as a president. And we need to talk not only about the need for a president committed to ending endless war, but the fact that Congress has been asleep at the switch. And on my watch, I will propose that any authorization for the use of military force have a three-year sunset and have to be renewed. Because if men and women in the military have the courage to go serve, members of Congress ought to have Thank to you, summon Mayor. the courage to vote on whether they ought Thank to be you
2: abso freaking lutely Jake Tapper, shut up! Let him finish that sentence. I don't like it when the candidates run roughshod and ignore the rules and act like jerks. But let him finish that sentence as an American. Boy, that Man, was good. Man, that's annoying. What a great line. That's Mayor Pete Buttigieg, who, go, Pete. who who served in the military and was in Afghanistan. But and you know, so obviously he would care more about it. The fact that nobody cares about it in either party is just so disturbing. Not as far as you can tell. And so sickening. We had two people die this week. A 24-year-old and a 20-year-old died in Afghanistan. Who? How many people know that? Yeah, I know. How many people have any idea what they're trying to accomplish? Right. And whatever they claim they're trying to accomplish, how is that going to be different Next month than it was last month or last year or five years ago. And Mayor Pete's line there about, we're going to have a casualty soon that wasn't even born on nine eleven, 11 And that's the right. authorization they're running this war under. He's right. Well, and the contrast between our Marines, our soldiers who are over there and their courage and Congress people who won't even say I think we need to get out, or I think we need to stay in, because they don't have the balls to back that up if it goes less than great. They, they won't even say, as one of 435, what they think, because they're so cowardly. You know, Rand Paul, whatever you think of him, he's right about that stuff, man. Oh, he's absolutely get right. Get on the record. And I, I hope you all understand this. They don't want to vote because, say we, uh, say they vote to end the authorization and we pull out of Iraq, out of Afghanistan, and you end up with like an ISIS situation, like happened in Iraq when we pulled out of Iraq. Yeah. Um, candidates are going to run in the near future and say my opponent voted for pulling the troops out of Afghanistan and look what happened, or the reverse happens, and that sucks when it's on un- when it's done unfairly. But the alternative to that is this incredible cowardice, and the president, almost entirely alone, right, gets to decide where we wage war, with how many troops, and for how long over decades. Right, one person—that that's absolutely incredible. Congress is supposed to declare war, but that's not the way we do it. Now, I like Buttigieg's idea. Boot edge edge. They tell me edge edge. They say. Um, I like his idea of you put a sunset of three to five years on these things, and they have to be reauthorized every every f- yes, couple of years. I love let's that. let's look at it again. Are we winning? Are we losing? Are we accomplishing anything? Let's decide again whether we want to have troops dying here and all the and the gazillions of dollars of money that's spent that gets left out of the conversation too. For you know, my, it's funny in modern politics how often you hear people throw around that uh, Trump's becoming a dictator. He's getting kingly powers. And, and it was thrown around with Obama. With too many executive orders, that sort of thing. Too much discretion. Some of that's dumb. Some of it's semi-legit, honestly. And, and I think the executive has too much power. But the whole incomplete ignorance contrast to the constitution one man gets the power to send us to war or take us home again that actually is a kingly power i mean that's that's indefensible constitutionally speaking nobody ever brings that up um so uh, marianne williamson here uh sean Is, is the full minute long yada 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 the Marianne Williamson goodness that I would hope for. Are you concerned this is the part where she makes sensible points and sentences that <laughs> naturally go one after the other? Because I don't think you're in risk of that. Touche. That was pretty good. Okay, let's hear it. The issue it.
4: of gun safety, of course, is that the NRA has us in a chokehold. But so do the pharmaceutical companies, so do the health insurance companies, so do the fossil fuel companies, and so do the defense contractors. And none of this will change until we either pass a constitutional amendment or pass legislation that establishes public funding for federal campaigns. But for politicians, including my fellow candidates, who themselves have taken tens of thousands and in some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars from these same corporate donors to think that they now have the moral authority to say, we're going to take them on, I I don't think the Democratic Party should be surprised that so many Americans believe yada, yada, yada. It is time for us to start over with people who have not taken uh, donations from any of these corporations and can say with real moral authority, that is over, we are going to establish public funding for federal campaigns that's what we need to stand up to we need to have a constitutional amendment we need to have pu- we need to have legislation to do it and until we do it it's just the same Thank you. old same Thank you.
5: Old.
2: i don't know if she was just more comfortable on stage or what but she was cogent her chakra was on it all oh, right she was she was super together and then some of her points are way out there in Space Cadetville. <laughs> but I mean, if you believe we need to get money out of politics, that was a very solid statement of why. Simply from the, I think you ought to vote for and contribute to her. Simply from the perspective of how effective a communicator are you? She is light years beyond most of those other candidates. Well, and she's significantly beyond the way she was in the first debate when she came off as wackadoo. But you know, her take shock it from was me, green that it, oh, night. For God's sake, if you're really,
5: really <laughs> Mercury really wasn't was. in
2: retrograde. <laughs> if you're when you two boys are done, when you're really really nervous, it's difficult to come off as articulate and together. You might be, but you're too scared for it to come across. And I think she's more comfortable. Uh, I tell you what, just from an entertainment perspective, if I found out she was going to be on the stage when it got down like six. Four? Oh, I'd be so excited. She's got one of those weird, is she hot or not things going. (sighs) Can't tell. Ladies and gentlemen, do you see what I have to work with? Speaking of yada, yada, yada. I don't
4: think the Democratic Party should be surprised that so many Americans believe yada, yada, yada.
2: That's great. That sounds like something I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. So you're going to get money out of politics. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. Is she hot or not? How old a gal is Speaking she? Speaking of yada, 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 she reminds me of the Seinfeld episode where Jerry had that girlfriend that sometimes she was hot and sometimes she was like, what? What's what? What going on here? <laughs> Yamaha, It's Fright Night. <laughs> Kramer. Uh, that's a show that was on like forever ago. She, she is, is 67. No, Ooh. she is an attractive, healthy 67 year old gal. Oh, God, I'd say. Well, good for her. Yeah, no kidding. 67's the new, I don't know, something or other. Uh, so yeah, uh, she had a great night, standout night. Everybody's saying Liz Warren, um, among the horses that are going to run on the way left of the track. She's in. Old crazy Professor Bernie is out. He just came off as, hey, I'm your crazy old grandpa, and uh, you kind of love me still, but you can't wait till I go back to the home. You're I mean, wrong. that kind of his. You're thing. wrong. You're wrong. I wrote the damn bill. I wrote the damn bill. <laughs> I will throw my hands in the air. You get me. <laughs> I smell eggs. You're Where wrong. Are there eggs? Why does this place smell like eggs? So uh, they did the national anthem for some reason? They'd had a twenty-five minute pregame for the debate. They got to eliminate that. First question debate starts at you know whatever o'clock six. Six. First question should be right. Obviously time zones. First question should be whatever o'clock o one. Right into it. We all know who the candidates are. We all know who you are. We all believe they're patriots. Probably just start. Just start. You don't think we need to trot them out one at a time like an elementary school graduation? Right. Have them standing there when the lights come up. Say we have from the left to the right. Blankety, blankety, if blankety, If you blankety, didn't blankety, care blank. enough to Google it earlier in the day and figure out who these people are, can't help you. We're getting to the first question. And the national anthem, Tim Ryan didn't put his hand over his heart. Oh, my God. That is really going to hurt his chances to get three quarters of a percent. <laughs> i forgotten before. I'm sure it was just an oversight. It's no big deal. Yeah, me too. That's not proof of anything. Now, if you take a knee and, and cuss out cops and wear pig socks, then yeah, you're a punk. Might be a little over the top. Tim Ryan, I'm sure, is a fine American, whoever he is.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.
1: And because Nature's Way sources from around the world and does a ton of comprehensive potency and quality testing in their state-of-the-art lab, you can be sure you're getting top-quality herbs. To learn more, visit naturesway.com.